we have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today. Hello everyone and welcome to 50 Shades of Motherhood. I know quite a few of you have been eagerly awaiting this first episode. So have I. I've been so, so excited and I'm really excited to have you here listening with me because I'm probably listening to it again too, thinking, Carla, why the hell did you just say that? You're stupid. But that's what it's all about. It's unfiltered, uncensored, unhinged mum chat. So today we are talking about our smear tests. Now, I am joined by the lovely Sophie Maylan, which is my friend and also fellow blogger. She also vlogs. And we're going to be discussing our experience of our smear tests because it's Cervical Cancer Awareness Week from the 15th of June to the 22nd. And I'm really keen to get as many parents booking in for their smear tests. So there are highlights, funny bits, just honest mum chats around smear tests so I hope you enjoy this episode if you do please don't forget to subscribe so that when it comes to series two I can actually say to Danny look you know I've got five subscribers I can't let them down I'm just gonna have to keep recording so if you will subscribe that'd mean the world to me also I really hope you like this episode enjoy Hello and welcome to 50 Shades of Motherhood. Today I am joined by my friend and fellow vlogger, blogger, Sophie Maylan, and we're going to be discussing cervical screening and the importance of attending your smear test. So hello Sophie. Hi Carla. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing, well, I say I'm doing really well, as well as anyone in uh, lockdown is doing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. No, I feel you there. Although it's getting, we actually went out for a walk yesterday, was which was nice, because you're allowed to a bit more now, aren't you? We went up Pendle Hill. Um, 
really quite enjoyable actually well it was enjoyable for me when I got to the top and I was away from Danny and George I was like oh freedom <laughs> you know five minutes to myself it was bliss but yeah it was good what have you been up to and um, so I've got the kids on my own for the next 14 days which is going to be an interesting challenge at home because it's hard to get them out um and then yeah just trying to juggle um I'm finishing off my new book that I've got coming out um which is on eating disorders and basically mental health recovery and then yeah I keep setting myself weekly goals and then never really hitting them because the kids have other ideas but at least I've set them so like it's productive as possible it's just hard when your life is at the, the mercy of making candy floss and uh, trying to stop too much screen time but that doesn't yeah. really happen oh we've just we just have screen time now I just embrace screen time I'm like there's your iPad fully charged while that while he's watching one I'll be charging the other one I'm like just yeah. passing them over well I just think it's impossible to kind of work manage a house and look after a child at the same time oh gosh no and I, I keep saying my new thing is because they blame me for getting them into YouTube because I do love YouTube that's like my platform and um, they say well you got us into YouTube you make YouTube content um, and then uh, and then so now we're, I've been like well as you're watching that vlog on Spy Ninjas just look at how they're creating the vlog and how they're yeah. putting it together <laughs> I feel a little less guilty. Yeah, make some notes for me. Oh, just look at those. Yes, the intro music. What time does that come in? Think about it. We'll do a quiz after. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So um, me and you, Sophie, have both had our own um, journeys through these cervical smear tests smear the word it just even makes me feel sick um but we've both had our own journey so tell me a bit about what you experienced after going for your smear test yeah so I've always been pretty good at attending the smear test because I think with all the campaigns especially like the Jade Goody one and stuff you kind of prompted at how important it was um, but at the same time, I won't lie, until I had babies coming out of my vagina, I was really awkward about anyone going there. Um, and yeah, and then I went and then I was even more surprised because then I got um, a letter through because you kind of think when you're there, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, or you think the opposite and then normally everyone's like oh well it will be okay and then I got a letter saying it was abnormal um so then I freaked out because people don't tell you about the next steps Mm. when it's abnormal um but at the same time I was so relieved that I went and the more that I found out about it the more that it was like I was so grateful that I'd gone Mm. and it's like a, a tiny bit of uncomfortable pain but it is so worth it. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So what happened after the abnormal then? Did you have to have any procedures or did they kind of go back to normal? Um, I went back and then they um, they checked again and then I had to wait again. Um, and I was, I was all right. I just had to have um, more regular smear tests. Um, and then now, <clears throat> that was a few years ago, and now I'm kind of back onto the standard... Um, kind of routine so I've actually had a smear test at the start of lockdown 
Um, so I was one of the lucky ones who got in. Um, but yeah, it, it really does make you go because I think it's the whole thing is the fear, isn't it? Because I know you've had experience as well of going to have your smear done and it was abnormal. Yeah, yeah. So mine, I mean, I've always gone to them because I'm the other way to you, whereas instead of you thinking, oh, it's all right, I've got major health anxiety. So I actually think all the time, like there's something wrong with me. Like literally today, I guarantee during the course of the day, I'll get a headache or something like that. I'll think I've got a brain tumor. I'll think I've got, and for those split seconds or minutes or however long, I have like a panic attack and I genuinely think I've got that. So like, I definitely have never missed a smear test um, just for peace of mind um, because I always think I've got something anyway wrong with me. It's ridiculous really. Um, but uh, I think it all started when I was a child and do you know what it's quite funny story actually well it's a bit weird but you know when you're at start school well when you're at school and you start getting a boob I don't know whether any of you lot remember but basically I got like one lump in one boob first and it was really sore and I woke up I remember the day I woke up and I was like what the hell anyway I think I was about eight right they never developed much since then to be honest with you but <laughs> I like I say one boob <laughs> yeah I just yeah I did end up getting another boob as well but it literally <laughs> they looked like bee stings they were like very uh tiny boobs but anyway so I started to get one and I was sat with my head in my hands my mum said tells me the story back and she says what's wrong Carla I said I've got breast cancer and genuinely at eight years old, I honestly, I thought that I had breast cancer because I'd heard about all these lumps. I'd listened to things and like, that is, that is where it all started. And since then I've been the same about everything. I have literally had everything and anything in my head and I genuinely believe it. So anyway, so back to the smears, I never miss a smear. So I've been going ongoing um but there was one that came up and I didn't know I didn't know I was pregnant at the time and I went um for a smear test when I was pregnant with George very early I must have been about a month pregnant I don't know four weeks pregnant um and I went and it came back abnormal well for someone like me it was the worst thing I was like oh my god this is it this is it I knew something anyway it was ridiculous but anyway I went back and they were like right so um so you've had abnormal we'll do another check in six months or three months or something like that can't remember the time scale anyway um then obviously between then and the next time I went back I found out I was pregnant with George so I was like what do I do now would it be a case of me waiting until I've had George or did they still want to see me so I went and they still actually wanted to see me which I was quite shocked about to be honest and I felt really uncomfortable with it and I remember going and they actually did another smear while I was pregnant and I thought is this normal I don't know but I went ahead with it and it was fine um but it was you're very protective of your baby at that stage as well you're like I don't want anything up there well Danny well, yeah. Danny was lucky to get it up there a couple of times I must admit but anything else you know any foreign objects no um yeah. I didn't want to so anyway they did it and it came back again abnormal um with the HPV um and they said look it's abnormal but nothing we're overly concerned about come back after you've had George 
So I went back after I had George and again, it was abnormal and it was getting more um, towards, it was mild and then it was starting to get moderate. So after then, um, what happened was I went to the doctors and they said, you're going to have to have a loop diathermy. Have you heard of that, Sove? No, I've not heard of that. Yeah, so basically I had to go into hospital and they said I needed to decide whether I would go under general anaesthetic or they'd just do it while I was awake. And I thought, I don't want to stay in hospital, so I'll just do it while I was awake. Um, And I was quite nervous about it, to be honest, um, because what they do is they um, put an injection into your cervix, um, which I'm not going to lie about. It was quite uncomfortable, but I'm sure cancer is a hundred million times worse. Um, Well, it will be. Um, And so I... um, So they put the injection in, and then what they do is they actually burn away the cells around your cervix. Right. And, and are you awake or asleep? Yeah, I was doing? awake. I was awake. Uh, so it was a bit bizarre um, and a bit, it's just you don't know what to expect and no one really talks about them. So you don't really know, like, you know, you didn't know that that was one of the next steps. So anyway, um, I went and then they did that and then, like, they cut away some of my cervix as well to send off. Um, and uh, some tissue I don't know whether it was some of my cervix or some tissue so if I've got that wrong I don't know but basically they cut away some and they went they said to me right your doctor will follow up with another appointment um and they'll check that you've got non-cancerous cells left um like not cancerous but abnormal so anyway I went on my way and I didn't do you know what that was in April and it got to December and I was like I'm sure I was going to have a doctor's appointment. Anyway, I rang and they were like, oh yeah, we were meant to phone you. I thought, oh my God, they didn't even phone me. So I went in for another smear test and at the doctor's, he was like, I've seen something I didn't like. Uh, he said he saw something that he didn't like the look of and sent me straight for an emergency appointment to the Vic. Um, and this was just before Christmas and being an absolute, you know, health anxiety balloon as I like to call myself I was beside myself came out he handed me a leaflet like one in ten people that have this appointment will have cancer I was like what the hell no especially when you're someone that goes regularly um you know like and you've stuck by it and I was just so annoyed that they hadn't followed up because I just thought they tested that and everything was okay um but but anyway so uh, I went to the hospital that two weeks. I was just like shaking like a woman shitting dog almost for two weeks. It was awful. Um, and anyway, so I went to the hospital and I was crying when I went in and the guy was like, what's wrong? I said, I just think I've got this cancer. And anyway, I went and he looked and he was like, yeah, absolutely fine. There's nothing to worry about. It was just where they've cut away some of the tissue. It's the way it had healed, made it look a bit different. So I think that's what he wanted to get get a check for. But what I'm quite annoyed about is that my smear tests have now gone back to every three years. And you know, like when you're already a bit nervous about it, it's kind of, it's made me a bit, you know, um, worried about that whole thing. Um, I think that's a as well because with this it's like I am normally like a worst case scenario person because I haven't got health anxiety but I get anxiety anyway so I'm always thinking Joe any situation I'm a 
bit like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And then when you go and everyone says, oh no, it'll be fine. We both had it. Obviously your situation is even more uh, tricky, but we both had it where everyone's saying, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then suddenly you get that letter. And I think it's good to talk about that because the worst case scenario in the sense of getting the abnormal results, obviously not the actual thing, but mm. um, did happen. And it's even at that stage, there's still procedures to get what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And the best way that my doctor uh, described it was, he said that basically it's like stepping stones. So you never go from not having abnormal, you know, you never go from not having abnormal smears and a clear smear within the, well, he says never, you know, I'm sure there'll be some cases, but, um, you know, he said it's very, very unlikely to go from having no abnormal cells to the five years later being completely you know, like it being cancerous. He said, it's like stepping stones. So you'll go, firstly, you'll go to the um, abnormal smells, like smells. <laughs> abnormal. <laughs> That's another topic for next week, love. <laughs> That's another subject I wanted to get on with this one, actually. But um, yeah, abnormal cells. You wouldn't go from like having uh, mild um, it's like almost stepping stone so mild then moderate then severe and then obviously it goes on to the next step so it's definitely worth going to those smear tests because um, you know that that is the first place that you've actually got something that a, a procedure in place where it can catch something before I just wish they did the whole body to be honest with you I would I would go to any appointment I possibly could um, well, I do think that like a full health MOT because the amount of times I've been in with my boobs um for lumps um because I breastfed for so long and then it's always like I've always had different lumps and bumps and stuff and I just think can't you just check me over like mm. every year or something just to like give you that peace of mind because you hear all these campaigns and then you panic don't you Mm-hmm. yeah and what got me is the abnormal cells and having that loop diathermy and then me being like me I was thinking to myself oh yeah but if that's one that they can find what else is going on inside there that have not tested you know like oh it's it is really bad but what another thing that really annoys me about these um these cervical um smear tests I keep saying smear tests don't know what the right term is but is the age like 25 is why are they not bringing that age down it's ridiculous um I mean there's people in my local area unfortunately that have gone to the first smear test and found that they have got it and it's too late to do anything about it and I just think why are they not bringing this age down and yeah, I think that as well. I think it should be a lot, lot younger rather than because it, it is like that whole it's about the prevention, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, 25. And also, I mean, this HPV, you know, that comes with being sexually active. I mean, God, I was sexually active long before 25. And, um, you know, and <laughs> and that was like, I, th- I just think it's it's too long for people to wait. And I'm a, it's something, that, you know, I just really think they need to think about because they did, I'm sure they did bring it down and then they put it back up. Yeah. And also I think the other thing is um, it's always checking. So if there are barriers to going, um, 
obviously I always say like medical professionals and different professionals it's a bit like dating in the sense that you'll get some idiots and then you'll get some really good ones mm. um so don't settle so if you're worried so for example with me I didn't have anyone else to have my baby at the time so I like and she would breastfeed and I was like well the doctor can't sit there and breastfeed her whilst also doing my smear mm. and so I was like well I'll I'll have to go but will she just lay on my chest and actually they got the receptionist to come in and kind of hush the baby and oh it were a bit of peace and quiet they didn't give me a cocktail but no no oh oh yeah that would be bliss wouldn't it imagine that just sipping it on a cocktail while you're having it done well my my thing is I always think um the smear test is definitely not as bad as what you think either you know it is it's it's really in the grand scheme of things it is just a five minute of that kind of uncomfortableness but then you know it's so worth it so um I really want to encourage anyone listening to this that hasn't but just book it in and get it done and it's then it's off your mind it's completely gone from your mind but another dilemma I face when going for mine is do you shave right and yep. this is this is the thing you see because I think I don't want to give that doctor the wrong impression that I've shaved just for him, you know? So when he goes in there, it's all cleanly, you know, and he might think, oh, she's done this today. So what I do, (laughs) (laughs) so what I do is I actually shave a few days before so we can see, you know, it's groomed, but not for you. Do you know what I mean? groomed but not for you yeah so it's not inviting I I certainly don't want to give him the wrong impression (laughs) no it's it's risky but it's like you you know you when you go to the dentist everyone that goes to the dentist you know you go home quickly and you brush your teeth vigorously before you go I mean what do you do before a smear you know you've been at work all day and it's like "Mm, do I do I you know, stick some shower gel down there and just, you know, I don't know. Um, I had the same thing though with giving birth because I was like, if I've got a full on team of people around me, I don't want to look like I've been like overly sexually active in this period. But at yeah. the same time, do want to be nice and clean. Um, but like you say, it's anything, even like that, that makes you feel just good. That's the, I think that's the message in it. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to shave and the reality is the doctors have seen it all well that's what they always say they always say I've seen it all and they have and you know they wouldn't recognize it's just another thing to them it's like think of your work and you know the things that you see it just becomes another another fairy you know it's just another fairy that they will look at and you don't need to overanalyze it at all um but you know you just don't know really you call it fairy? I call it a fairy what do you call it oh well when I'm not being recorded probably read the words but then um but then I do just like I love the word vagina um because I've learned to use it over the years, but also with my girls, I like, like literally talk about the vagina all the time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. TV, vagina. But I love the word fairy. That makes it sound like a lot 
more graceful yeah yeah i know vagina i like that i've heard some absolutely terrible names for it to be honest with you i mean ones i can't even say i can't even say them it makes me feel sick but um yeah fairy seems with anything it's like what whatever works for you do you know to kind of own your vagina your fairy or whatever and it's like like I used to be uncomfortable saying the word vagina because it's not the prettiest word um but then it's the similar in the same sense as cervical smears the more you do something the less power or fear it has over you yeah absolutely it just becomes normal like if you're gonna regularly you know get your roots done or get your nails done god i'd I'd love that but um whatever you're going to regularly do i'm sure there's more important dentist that's it yeah the dentist (laughs) Dentist, those appointments um it should definitely be up there with like your top appointments like it just honestly once you you go you just feel so much better yeah, I think a lot of it is the actual thinking that you've got that that day. And I think it's that. But once that day's come, it's over with as quick as it came and it's done. You know, you're done for another, hopefully, three years. But, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the feedback that we've had um, on My Bump to Baby when we've asked parents is they just don't like, they, it's scary thought, the thought of going. And I think it might just be scary, the thought of uh, when I've spoke to my mum's also one of these that avoids appointments. And um, she just said she's so scared of finding out that she's got something, which I understand that. But then this prevents that happening, hopefully. And, and, you know, it's something that you can tick off your list because I don't know about you, but every time I've not done something I should have done, every time I hear about it, I think, oh God, I need to do that. And it just becomes one of them horrible things that you just don't want to think about, but it's always kind of in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's a bit like going to clinic, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. And it's the fear that's the worst thing. It is definitely, yeah, it's just here. You think, oh my God, what if I have got something? But the good thing about these smear tests, cervical screening tests, whatever you want to call them, um, is, you know, there's a lot that they can do before it gets to that next stage. And it's a free test. And I just think, welcome it with open arms, you know. Um, It's so, so important. And it's not as horrid as it seems either granted you know there's things that I'd rather do than fling my legs in the air and have somebody put a plastic object up it but for what that gain is from that Mm. is incredible I actually remind me I vlogged one of mine did you yeah yeah I don't know where that vlog is oh that's amazing I'm guessing you did that from like the top way down not oh yeah (laughs) You didn't get the doctor to do it while he's going in there. <laughs> Not the yeah, full thing. Like, yeah, it'd be more of a car That's crash. That's so good. The other way around after having kids. Oh, God, honestly. Oh, it's so funny. No, that is really good that you did that, actually. Oh, brilliant. Well done, you. I would because do mine, but... Course, I don't know about you, but, um, like, my... Like, so many of my friends never go... 
No, yeah. I mean, my friends are quite good, really, actually, to be honest. But when I've asked um, on the survey and stuff like that with our parents on, on Instagram and stuff, there's quite a lot that have had appointments due during this lockdown, which really gets me because, you know, I'm just hoping they catch up with them as soon as, as, soon as it's over because sometimes then it can slip your mind to chase it up. And, um, you know, it's 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 been a difficult time for some people and also some people that have had to go back after having abnormal ones as well waiting on results and stuff it's just slowed everything down so much oh gosh yeah and I think that's the thing it's like as soon as it goes back to some kind of normality it's those things that I think are really important because like my friends who are I ain't got any doctor friends but my friends who are nurses um they're all like, no, we want to see patients. It's not like people are obviously concerned about the pandemic, but it's all the long-term health stuff um, that they're worried about, you know, that people aren't getting sorted now, which will end up leading to health complications later on. Absolutely, yeah. I know there's a lot of people that have been, I mean, and there's also a lot of people that have been avoiding disturbing the doctor um, and they don't want to kind of reach out for if they're concerned about something because they think, you know, they're already inundated and they don't want to waste people's time. But it's so, so important to do that uh, if you if you find, you know, that something isn't quite right. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. And I think like now's the time because we are focused on health and we know how important health is and precious it is. So whilst we're lucky to have it free here in UK, just like go for it. Or get a friend like me who will send you a vlog of them going for it. Yeah, yeah. We'll don't go, <laughs> I literally send it to my friends. Not as a like, because I, I get their fear and I get their like there's so many issues mm. relating to our vaginas or fairies or body parts mm. that are do you know much more than just kind of superficial issues but if they are holding you back like talk to people do you know to get over them mm. um or like somebody like me who will literally talk you through it on a vlog to my friends I was like look this is how simple it is because it's that fear and it's fear of the unknown yeah it is and I think a lot of people as well if they've got a male long-term doctor you know like a family doctor that's what mine's like and he, he is lovely but initially when I was first going to him I think one of the fears in my mind was it's just me and him in there and it's a bit weird but you can they actually ask you if you want to get a nurse in um so if that is one of your fears um then you know that is something that you can get you can actually get a nurse to come into the room while you're doing it and they'll just talk to you about your day and stuff you know just while it try and keep it all normal while they're going down there and doing what they need to do but it's literally over in a few minutes isn't it yeah, and that's the thing. It, it's I was going to say it's a bit of fannying around. But <laughs> I <laughs> love that. It's a like it. It's a bit of uncomfortable like feeling and stuff. But like you say, you can ask for a chaperone to come in or a female doctor. You like there's so many things that it's better just to ask rather than just not go. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also what I would say that's helped me when I was kind of, I, 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 don't get me wrong, I don't enjoy going to them. Like it's not something I think, oh yes, I'm going to get my fairy checked out. I never think like that. But um, I, I do think to myself, um, right, I'm going to reward myself afterwards and I'm going to buy myself a nice top or a nice takeaway or something afterwards that's a bit of a treat as for going if you know what I mean that's a yeah that's a good idea yeah yeah and even if you might not want to you could say to your friends that have been going on about yeah here you are hold on all put a fiver in each if I go to my smear test then you can all buy me something <laughs> that's what I would actually do that for my friend that had a fear about going so that's another idea you could all put a bit of money in each if you've got a group of girls every time someone has a smear you could all put a little kitty together and then they get the money at the end for going that's such a good idea oh and I think about it it's like with anything especially as us women and mums um we struggle to make the time for ourselves you know for our own health appointments for our own kind of self-care yeah and even if at first granted I'm like self-love self-care queen but even if at first you have to convince yourself to go because it's your health is important for your child's health. Do you get what I mean? That it's important that you are in good health for your child to be healthy. Even Absolutely. if you have to convince yourself that way around to start with. Um, but yeah. it, take that time out. It's like the ultimate self-care. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. It is. And yeah, whatever works to make you get to that appointment. And um, it's just as I said, it's a very important appointment and it it's just that thing then, it's off your mind for three years, hopefully. And then, you know, it, you know, it's just, it's just doing it, isn't it? It's just going and actually thinking, right, this is it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to book in. And it really isn't as bad as what you think. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to hear it more like, um, it's great that we're all like, I'm like literally pre-booking hair nails everything I've never even made that much time for hair nails and clothes before now but I think when you lose it in lockdown but before all that as much as that's lovely also first get you smearing yes yeah absolutely I mean I am really passionate about this in fact you know what I'm going to be really annoying to my doctor um and I'm actually going to ring up I know they'll say no they they because it's been within three years, but I'm going to request another one. They won't let me, but I am going to request another one because I just think after you've had so many abnormal ones, then it makes you think like, I don't want to wait another three years for another one. So anyone not go, not going, just, just, you know, get that booked in and I'm going to ring my doctor and I'm just going to be like, please, please just look at my fairy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just look at it one last time and then I'll go three years. You know, it's just, uh, it's a long time to wait really. And once, once you seem to, as I said, it's done with, I wish they'd just do it on other things as well. Like what's the age limit for a mammogram? Well, I'm not sure because I'll have a loop because that's old as well. Well, not old yeah well yeah it's older isn't it because and uh, bowel cancer as well another thing that young people get um that you know there's an age limit I mean it says here um aged from 50 so you only get a mammogram every three years from the age of 50 now why 
yeah. yeah. And often they'll say, oh, well, it costs too much money or obviously your risks increase and all of that. But I always think it's like with any health campaign and it's the prevention that actually saves the money than the cure. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, I I just think, yeah, you just need to get to those appointments. Anyone you're given, we get it for free. So there's absolutely no reason why not to. And literally, it's just a couple of minutes and you're done. And he's probably or she's probably seen countless fairies that day. They've seen loads. They've seen all sorts. Everyone you can imagine, you know. So they, you know, they they won't be like looking at yours in detail or anything like that. They literally put something in, get a swab, send it off, and that is it. Yeah, and it's not the same. But when I so I teach belly dance as well as all the mental health stuff. And when you teach dance, you're literally looking at the anatomy and you're looking at the move. So people go, oh, but I don't like my belly, I don't like that. And that's fine, but you're literally not even focused on somebody's body shape or size. It's one, you want them to feel good, but most of all, put them at ease, but you're looking at the body. And it's so funny when you're in a different setting that it's not, doesn't hold all the weight that it, normally holds to a lot of us women Mm, yeah they will have seen vaginas day in day out and they will not there was there's nothing that would surprise them absolutely not no absolutely not I totally agree with you and it's a lot of the time we're our own worst critic um and we think that you know it's like I just still do it now like if I get a spot which happens regularly um like on my chin I have to go somewhere and be like have you seen this have you seen this have you seen this look at this spot look at this spot tell everyone about it before they notice it and think it do you know what I mean I'm one of those people are you one of those people or not yeah I don't do it so much now just and maybe it's just because I'm on my own so <laughs> it's just the kids that get it yeah well we're in <laughs> lockdown you can't really remind me that I've got something on me like you look crazy your makeup today or yeah <laughs> so well yeah but I know what you mean normally I would be like oh, oh. You focus on those things that you're uncomfortable with, don't you? You do. And it's like, if you tell everyone else about them first, then it makes it okay. Like, it's all right. I know you're not thinking, you can think it now because I told you to think it. You know, like, instead of them like looking, thinking, oh my God, that needs squeezing or something like that. um, You know, I've already told them, I know, I know it does. I'm just waiting till tonight when I've got, you know, a bit of time to myself and I can really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, masturbation when you can squeeze oh do you know I don't know what's better I don't know what's better to be honest with you I love squeezing a good spot but you know what off subject here the best ones are the ones that you don't actually think look like they need a good squeeze the ones that look like they need a good squeeze are very disappointing you know yeah um, I'm intrigued now. I'm gonna be like, you shouldn't be squeezing, should you? And then I always get confused, but then yeah, yeah. It's, it's I mean, only only recently, like Danny, now like we've reached a new form of low in this lockdown. You know, like I'm like, I've got one on my back. Will you get it? Will you get it? And he does them, but you don't get the same satisfaction, do you, when you do it yourself? I, yeah. Anyway, we've gone completely off subject here, but. um yeah, no, I just, yeah, I'm, I've loved today's chat, Sophie. 
Um, oh well thank you as well for sharing because I think it's important because you just hear I think people silence people as well too often to say well it'll be fine yeah and then it's important to also know that there are some next steps as well and obviously other people have other experiences and beyond um, that as well and it's just important to talk about all the different possibilities the likelihood is it will be fine but it's also there's things that can be done if it's not exactly and that's why these smear tests are great because they pick things up so you've been to your last three year one and hopefully by the next one you know if there was anything you're at a stage that they can still do something about it um and but you know if you leave it much you know a lot longer that's when you worry more because then you almost like then could there be something but it takes a long time for these things to develop and it's very unlikely and you know most people don't have something you know what I mean but it is so worth just going and getting those checks because why shouldn't we you know the NHS is there to be used so we should absolutely go for it yeah definitely so yes well thank you for being my guest today Sophie I've thoroughly enjoyed the chat um and yeah, we'll we'll get raising awareness um, around smear tests, and we'd love to hear your feedback if you've booked in after listening to this, um, and where you're up to on your smear tests. And let's make it an open discussion that people can actually talk about and raise awareness. Like, let's celebrate going to smear tests, and yeah. you know, high five each other when we go. Let's tell people and spread the word and get it out there. Make it a cool thing to do. Yeah, definitely. We, do you know what we need to do, Carla? We'll have to create some cards between us, some nice, sexy cards, like I've been to my smear. Yeah, yeah, we should, shouldn't we? Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been to my smear. It's smear, I don't know, where did the word smear come from? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. I wonder why. I makes, yeah. Because it's cervical screening isn't it technically but people say smear so yeah I think people yeah I suppose smear the way I think of it is it's just a quick smear done smear just a you know a smear on a window (laughs) (laughs) images of people just you know smearing up against a window I know that I don't know where it's come from but anyhow again I could talk all day and you're probably thinking shut the hell up now I'm gonna put my smear and if you do that is amazing if you don't you need to you need to listen to this again and book it because if I hadn't have gone to mine or Sophie hadn't have gone to hers it could be a completely different story now so very important get those smear tests booked and uh, Sophie I will talk to you soon yeah. can you can you also share uh, where people can find your smear test and I'll put the, that link in the show notes and also what you do and where people can find you as well for the end of this episode so yeah so I talk a lot about holistic health well-being mental health but also basically for other women who don't fit the norm who are ambitious but have come from challenging circumstances and like strive to be their best selves so you can find me at mama may on youtube and mama may.co.uk website and at mama may blog on social media amazing amazing and we'll put all those links in the show notes for you all and um 
until next time i hope you enjoyed it and don't forget to subscribe thank you sophie thank you thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of 50 shades of motherhood i thoroughly enjoyed it and i hope you guys did too if you are enjoying the podcast so far which i really hope you are and if you've got this far why are you still listening if you don't um, but I would absolutely love you to subscribe and leave me a little rating. It means the world to me and also helps me out massively, especially when I go to Danny and tell him that I'm going to be doing series two, fingers crossed. So I look forward to speaking to you next week and keep an eye on the Facebook page and Instagram so you know who the next guest is. You will absolutely love it. I know it. This podcast is sponsored by My Bump to Baby Family Protection and Legal Directory. Being a parent is such a minefield. It's so difficult deciding who to select when it comes to financial advice or family law solicitors. My Bump to Baby works with one trusted financial advisor and one trusted family law solicitor in each town throughout the whole of the UK. To find your nearest advisor or family law solicitor, head over to www.mybump2baby.com forward slash family protection legal. We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59. At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today.